Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, please welcome to the Market Color Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that is dedicated to providing our listeners with a broad overview of the global financial markets, including a special focus on the Kenyan markets. And in order to deliver on this objective, we have structured this podcast to begin with an overview of the global markets, so as to give you a big picture perspective of the global economy. This is then followed by the Kenyan segment where we review the performance of the domestic markets with a view to covering all the major asset classes. And finally, we wrap up the podcast by addressing the topical issue for that week so as to bring you up to speed with the latest financial headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, this here is episode number 94 and as mentioned previously, to celebrate the first and now going to the second anniversary of the Market Color Podcast, I am in the process of writing a book that is focused on the financial markets and fundamental analysis. And this will help our listeners to develop a better understanding of the financial markets and in particular how economic data influences asset prices. A quick progress update. The publisher has now completed with the structural edit of the book and we're now moving to the next phase which involves the design and layout of the book which they have indicated will take about 35 days and this then takes us to the first week of March. Till then, please keep it locked right here and I will continue to keep you posted on the progress. And now to this week's podcast where we are reviewing the performance of the global markets during the sixth week of 2024 and that is from Monday the 5th to Friday the 9th of February. And without further ado, this is your host Jamuhuri and together let's dive right in. Week Kick it off in the United States, where according to revised figures released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics on Friday, consumer prices in the marketplace rose at an even slower pace than originally reported. The updates to the Consumer Price Index showed that a broad basket of goods and services increased by 0.2%, for the month of December, which was less than the originally reported 0.3%. Whilst the change was only modest, it confirms that inflation was indeed moderating towards the end of 2023, giving the Federal Reserve more leeway to start cutting interest rates later this year. In the U.S. stock market, stocks rose across the board on Friday after December's inflation reading was revised lower and the S&P 500 closed above the key 5,000 level, 
driven by strong earnings and positive economic news. A solid earnings season plus easing inflation data and a resilient economy have boosted the market's rally in 2024, which in turn propelled the S&P to close above the 5,000 level for the first time in its history. The S&P 500 was up 0.57% to close the session at 5,026, while the Nasdaq Composite rallied by 1.25% to end the day at 15,990, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average slipped by 0.14% to settle at 38,671. For the week, the S&P added 1.4%, whilst the Nasdaq gained by 2.3%, and the Dow was broadly flat for the week. All the three major averages recorded their fifth consecutive winning week. In the U.S. bond market, the yield on the 10-year Treasury note was flat on Friday, as investors weighed the downward revision to the Consumer Price Index, which confirmed that inflation was indeed slowing down. The revised inflation data has fueled expectations that the Fed will begin cutting interest rates sometime later this year, although the timelines for the rate cuts are not yet certain. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury bond was flat at 4.173%, whilst the yield on the policy-sensitive two-year Treasury note ticked up by more than two basis points to 4.482%. And for your information, bond yields and prices move in opposite directions, and one basis point is equal to 0.01%. In the commodity markets, the price of crude oil was up for the week as hopes for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas appeared to fade away as Israel continued its bombardment of the southern city of Rafah and after Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, rejected Hamas's ceasefire offer. The price of crude inched higher on Friday as the U.S. benchmark, that is West Texas Intermediate Crude, added $0.62 to settle at $76.84 a barrel, whilst the international benchmark Brent Crude gained $0.56 to close the day at $82.19 per barrel. Both global benchmarks closed out the week more than 6% higher, principally driven by the ongoing conflict in the Middle East, which continues to drag on with no end in sight. Meanwhile, Marban oil, which Kenya imports, declined to $79.41 per barrel, and this was down from $80.47 the previous week. In the precious metals market, the price of gold slipped on Friday and was headed for a weekly fall, mainly due to elevated treasury yields and as the Federal Reserve appears to push back on the timing for interest rate cuts. 
The Fed chairman said that the central bank would like to see more evidence that inflation was trending lower before beginning to cut interest rates. The yield on the two-year Treasury note rose to hit an almost two-month high, which in turn made the non-yielding asset that is gold less attractive to investors. The price of spot gold fell 0.8% over the past week and eventually settled at $2,022 per ounce. And in the cryptocurrency market, the price of Bitcoin broke above $48,000 for the first time since the 11th of January, which was when the spot Bitcoin ETF began trading. ETF here stands for Exchange Traded Funds. According to CoinMetrix, the flagship cryptocurrency was up by 10.76% for the week and eventually settled at $47,587 per coin. We now change scene to the Kenyan financial markets and we start by reviewing the outcome of the Monetary Policy Committee meeting which was held on Tuesday the 6th of February and this meeting was held against the backdrop of improved outlook for the global economy as well as inflation but disrupted by volatile crude oil prices due to the heightened geopolitical tensions in the Middle East. During the meeting, the committee noted that overall inflation had remained sticky towards the upper limit of its target range and observed that all key components of inflation, especially food and fuel, had increased in the month of January. Additionally, the committee noted the reduced pressure on the exchange rate and concluded that further action was needed to stabilize prices. The proposed action will ensure that inflationary pressures remain well anchored while setting inflation on a downward path towards the 5% midpoint target range as well as addressing residual pressures on the exchange rate. Consequently, the Monetary Policy Committee decided to raise the central bank rate by 50 basis points from 12.5% And now to the domestic foreign exchange market where the shilling continues to stabilize against the major international currencies as well as the regional currencies. And according to data obtained from the Central Bank of Kenya website, the official exchange rate for the US dollar was quoted at 160.09 compared to 160.67 the previous week. However, in the interbank market, commercial banks were selling the U.S. dollar at between 163 shillings on the lower side to above 166 shillings on the higher side. Meanwhile, the sterling pound was priced at 202 shillings flat and the euro was valued at 172.43. And on the regional front, one Kenyan shilling was changing hands for 23.99 Ugandan shillings and 16.14 Tanzanian shillings. 
and to the rue and this franc, it was posted at 7.94. In the past year, that is 2023, the Kenya shilling depreciated by about 27% versus the US dollar. And given this current trend, I expect the shilling will continue to depreciate for the foreseeable future. And this is mainly due to the country's excessive national debt, which now stands at above 70% of the gross domestic product and consumes about 65% of total revenue collections. And what that means is that for every one shilling that the Kenya Revenue Authority collects, 65 cents will go towards debt repayment. On foreign exchange reserves during the past week, Kenya's usable foreign exchange reserves held steady at $7.13 billion, which is equivalent to 3.8 months of import cover. However, this level of reserves is still in breach of the central bank's statutory requirement to endeavor to maintain at least four months of import cover. The recent increase in reserves could be attributed to the approval of $684 million by the International Monetary Fund. However, in spite of the continued support being received from both the World Bank and the IMF, Kenya's foreign exchange reserves remain under intense pressure, and this is mainly due to the increased cost of servicing our external debt obligations, which has pushed the country to the precipice of a sovereign debt default. In the money markets, the liquidity situation in the interbank market was sufficiently adequate during the week as the average interbank rate remained stable at 13.22%. The excess reserves held by commercial banks in relation to the 4.25% cash reserve requirement, this decreased from 22.7 billion shillings the previous week to 16.2 billion shillings. Meanwhile, open market operations remained active as the average interbank rate held steady at the same rate recorded the previous week at 13.22%. And the average value that was traded in the interbank market increased from 15.3 billion shillings the previous week to 22.5 billion shillings. In the government securities market, the weekly Treasury bill auction was held on Thursday, the 8th of February, and the central bank received bids totaling 51.1 billion shillings, against an advertised amount of 24 billion shillings, representing a performance rate of about 213%. Interest rates on all the three tenors increased marginally as the bulk of the bids, totaling about 34.7 billion shillings, were concentrated at the short end of the yield curve, where the 91-day rate increased by 12.9 basis points to 16.50%, whilst the 182-day rate inched up by 12.7 basis points to 16.63%, and the 364-day rate shot up by 17.7 basis points to settle at 16.85%.
And for your information, one basis point is equivalent to 0.01%, and therefore 100 basis points is equal to one percentage point. Please note that as interest rates continue to rise, investors remain focused at the short end of the yield curve because they can easily reinvest their funds at a higher rate every 91 days. And just as a reminder, in the primary bond market, the central bank is looking to raise 70 billion shillings through the sale of an amortized infrastructure bond with a duration of 8.5 years. And this is still available for sale until Wednesday, the 14th of February. Please note that the interest earned on this bond is tax-free as provided for under the Income Tax Act. And remember, you can also invest in this bond using the Dow CSD app. And for more information on this application, please visit the Central Bank of Kenya website. In the secondary bond market, the turnover in the domestic secondary market increased marginally by just 2.2% during the past week. And in the international markets, the yields on Kenya's eurobonds recorded a mixed performance, with the yield on the 10-year eurobond that matures in June this year decreasing the most by 4.3 percentage points from 14.6% recorded the previous week to 10.3%. The massive decline in yield was attributed to the announcement of a bond buyback and indicated improved investor perception about the country. At the Nairobi Securities Exchange, during the past week, the equities market recorded a mixed performance with the NSE 20 gaining the most by 0.3%, whilst the NASI, the NSE 20, and the NSE 25 declined by 1.3%, 0.9%, and 0.4% respectively. This takes their year-to-date performance to gains of 1.2% for the NSE 25, 0.8% for the NSE 10, and 0.5% for the NSE 20, while the NASI has declined by 0.9%. The market's performance was driven by losses recorded by large-cap stocks such as Safaricom, KCB Group, and Equity Group, which declined by 3.3%, 2.2%, and 1.8% respectively. These losses were, however, mitigated by gains recorded by other large-cap stocks, such as Tanvik, which increased by 4.5%, whilst ABSA and Cooperative Bank both rose by 1.7%. On Kenya's national debt, the latest data from the central bank shows that Kenya's national debt as of December 2023 stood at 11.13 trillion shillings, which is in breach of the country's debt ceiling limit of 10 trillion shillings. The national debt is divided between domestic debt, which stood at 5.04 trillion shillings, and foreign external debt that is valued at $38.92 billion, which is equivalent to $6.08 
trillion shillings, and this is using an implied exchange rate of 156, which is slightly below the current market rate of about 160 shillings to the US dollar. Up next is our topical issue for this week. And this week, we are looking at Kenya's return to the eurobond market. Uh, the National Treasury on Wednesday announced that Kenya will venture back into the international bond market for the first time since 2021. As expected, the Treasury confirmed that it was looking to raise funds to refinance the buyback of the 2 billion euro bond that matures in June this year. The announcement of a new issuance marks a departure from early expectations that the Treasury would refinance the planned buyback using concessional loans from multilateral lenders such as the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. However, the Treasury did not provide any specific details about the new eurobond issuance. This move to refinance has helped to calm investors' concerns about Kenya's ability to repay the maturing eurobond. Within one hour of the announcement on Wednesday afternoon, there was a positive reaction on the Irish stock market as the yield on the maturing 10-year eurobond dramatically fell from 13.6% all the way down to 8.5% before stabilizing at around 9.6% on Thursday. The bond yield in the secondary market is an indicator of the risk assigned to a particular issuer and where the lower the yield, the lower the perceived risk of default and vice versa. Kenya has been out of the eurobond market since its last issuance of a 12-year paper for $1 billion and this was issued at 6.3% in June 2021. Since then, market conditions have been extremely unfavorable for emerging market countries as the yield in the secondary market, especially for Kenya, has risen to as high as 22%. However, all that changed in January when Cote d'Ivoire successfully issued a dual-tranche eurobond of $2.6 billion at single-digit interest rates of 7.88%, and 8.5%. And just this past week, Benin became the second sub-Saharan African country to top the international bond markets in 2024, issuing their debut eurobond for $750 million with a tenor of 14 years and a coupon rate at 8.375%. The success of Côte d'Ivoire and Benin has encouraged Kenya to move quickly and take advantage of the current favorable environment in the international bond markets. And on that note, we come to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening and supporting the Market Color podcast, and I hope that you found it to be useful and informative. And if so, please share it with a friend and help to spread the word around. I really do appreciate your assistance in this effort. And for your information, the Market Color Podcast is now available on all the major hosting directories. That is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Podcast as well as Amazon Music. Please consider subscribing so that you can be notified every time I publish a new episode. And if you have any ideas or feedback on how we can improve this podcast, please feel free to reach me on the following email address. That is jamuhuriG at gmail.com. Jamuhuri spelled J-A-M-U-H-U-R-I. Once again, thank you for your continued support and I look forward to interacting with you again next week. And in the meantime, please do have yourselves a blessed and fantastic week ahead. And remember, the journey of your life is to discover the gifts and talents that the Creator has blessed you with. Think about it. Thank you and God bless.